So literally on the forums, you could actually talk to the creator and the creator will answer your questions. In the last couple of years, there, there, there was, there's been very little of that happening. Almost made me go into permanent retirement from football manager because I, was, I, I felt that the community was getting toxic at that point. What Benji show, FM streamer showdown did, and I don't know if he here, I mean, I don't know if the community appreciated enough I didn't register, didn't register, nothing. The monitor in front of me was playing by itself. I want to help create a whole new generation of uh, tacticians who understand the game so that uh, they know the game inside out. Hello all and welcome back to the Scouting Centre. I'm your host, Mr. Diz TV, And my guest today is a trendsetter in the football manager world. And he is the reason why people like Stinger started Football Manager Content Creation. He started his YouTube in 2015 and since then he's acquired over 22,000 subscribers and his YouTube channel has over 5 million views. You'll find videos on tactics, tips and tricks and in-depth football manager analysis. On Twitch he has over 5,000 followers and you'll see him regularly taking part in the tournament competitions such as the football manager playoffs which, spoiler alert, me and him are both in this is coming out the day after, so let's just assume that he beat me in the final. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he is one yes. of the few that also streams on YouTube as well. Bear in mind, he lives on the other side of the world in Singapore, so for him to keep being involved is commendable on his part. It is the man who was ahead of his time. It is Buster Net, real name Daljit. Daljit, how are you, buddy? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. And how are you? I am doing really well. I'm so happy to get you one because you are somebody who have wanted on the Scouting Centre for so long. And I know we were in talks last year, but I'm just really happy we were able to make this happen. Uh, I I was looking forward to this as well. I was so excited that we managed to actually arrange another date and time. So yeah, I was looking forward to spending some time talking to another person who loves chapatis. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? I didn't know... <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, I assume because obviously I know your name, Daljit, but like, obviously we come from like similar villages in India, uh, similar cities, sorry, in India. So that it's it's nice to kind of speak to somebody on, on the same kind of vibe. So now I know if I ever go to London, right, the first person I'm going to look for is you because I need you to tell me where to go to eat. <laughs> um, I live a couple of hours away from London, so um, it, I might not know. Oh, Google, Google. I've got you. I've got you. We'll sort it out. We'll sort it out together. <laughs> But Daljit, once again, like so many people who I've spoken to have told me how you have influenced them and they're kind of starstruck by you because of everything you've done in content creation. My first question to you is, what got you into content creation? Well, to be perfectly honest, it was, uh, I started doing stuff on the forums for SI, Sports Interactive. I was like uh, writing articles there. And I kept getting asked the same question by different people over and over again. So after a while, I was getting tired of that, continually typing all that stuff or linking back to the answer. So I said, one day, I'll just do a video. So that started it, but it was a simple video. Then at that point, I was also working full time. And um, so I I decided, well, you know, this is getting boring at work. I, let me just do some videos while I'm working, which as you know, it's not something I recommend people do. So that's how I started. I actually started more like, uh, it was an afterthought those days, right? But once I retired from working, I mean, I retired at the age of 53, 52. Yeah, so I retired rather early in my life. 
Uh, so I started football manager content creation full time because a couple of because I was gonna step out of content creation completely because I was doing simple stuff back then, like you know, playthrough video here, there. Then some guy said, "Why don't you just do this full time?" And I went like, "You gotta be completely out of your mind." <laughs> then the next thing you know, I just I just went and started doing guides and stuff. So I and then just took off from there, and it became a question of what the community wants rather than what I feel like doing. So I ended up doing. People ask me questions: How do you do, how do you create this tactic? And I go like, "Okay, I'll, yeah, this is how you do it." What about explaining this? And I'm okay. I'll do that. So it, mine became more like they ask me a question, a video comes out after that. That's basically it. So that's what inspired you, because you were probably one of the first people to do tips and tricks, in-depth tactical guides. Was that all from the SI forum questions? Yeah, quite a number of them were from off like questions people would ask, like how do you make a, this role work? How do you make that role work? So a lot of it had to do with questions that I used to get off the forums. And also, slowly I started, you know, having like close friends on Football Manager. And they started asking me things like, you know, I can't spot a transition. So I was like, okay, I'll do a video on that. So a lot of it is follow through on questions from people. Yeah. So you talked about being a part of the SI forums, and obviously that is from the Football Manager game. Tell me about your history with Football Manager. Smashing monitors, actually. That was the first <laughs> thing I remember. Yeah. I went to my friend's house and uh, was playing Football Manager for the first time. And back then it was a epileptic-inducing game with this flashing bar all the time at the bottom of the screen just flashing at you. We had no 2D back then, so you had to imagine football. Something that I think the new generation finds a bit hard to do. A few of them play on commentary mode. So I that's how I started, you know, frustrated gamer. <laughs> then I stepped onto the forums and I still remember his name, Welsh Web Wizard. He was the guy that um, inspired me the first time to think about tactics in a different way. And um, yeah... From that point onwards, um, it just became a thing that I enjoyed doing. Yeah, so it was the forums, pretty much. I like the forums, though. Uh, it was a big part of me because that's where everything started for me. Yeah. Because you mentioned earlier on that you are... Firstly, you said you're 55, which I refuse to believe. I refuse I to believe you are... You are 45. You're just lying to us. No, I'm 55. Do you want to see my passport? My 20-year-old <laughs> son's... <laughs> I'm, you know, look, you know the story about those guys who get divorced because their their wife says my husband plays too much football manager. Living proof. Oh, did that actually happen to you? Yes, it did. Irreconcilable differences created by football manager. Moi. Okay. Oh my God, you are the meme. No, I'm not. I'm not the meme. I'm thinking there are quite a few of us. Yeah, I don't. I don't take credit for this. I was probably number two or number three because my wife figured out she can do it. Somebody else got sued. Hey, I can use football manager too. <laughs> that is madness. So, hang on. In your lifetime, how much football manager were you playing? Uh, okay, I quite a lot. I played from the days of championship. That's the reason why I know that. I mean, I kind of understand tactics a bit more. I come from a generation that started the game in its first iteration, which had fewer attributes. I can't remember how many. I think it was about what, 20 attributes, I think, back in the day. There was just a lot fewer. Uh, there was a lot less in terms of attributes. So I played every edition of Championship Manager from the very first one when I have to back, borrow, or steal computers just to install floppy disks inside them. Uh, 
right through to 13, FM 14. I quit FM 14 and 15 so I could play another game called World of Warcraft. And then I came back in 16. I was I was actually drawn out of retirement by a friend because <laughs> I refused to play Football Manager. So they asked me, hey, Daljit, you have to try Football Manager. I'm like, I don't want to play Football Manager anymore. It's a lifetime commitment, man. Then <laughs> they go like, you got to do it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's it. Back in... I was. I, I thought I had gotten out, and they pulled me right <laughs> back in. <laughs> Why? I was thinking that. I was, I was like, "Shall I say it? Shall I say it? And you say it. You got the Godfather <laughs> in you." Um, so, why did you quit in forty Football Manager twenty fourteen? Okay. Um, basically, okay. This I. I think I can talk about it because it's, uh, it's uh, the end. It doesn't go it anymore. I guess. Um, I was involved in the tactical creator generation. I mean, I, a couple of us were roped in to do the tactical creator. You know what you see was the design of a couple of guys that were outside of SI who worked directly with SI. And I was one of them. So my name is, yeah, so, yeah. So, but that was a long time ago. A lot of the game has changed. You know, quite a number of us. I mean, there was me, there was Cleon. Um, there was another two other guys. Yeah, there was basically the four of us. And then um, I kind of didn't really like, um, I, I enjoyed, I got the idea behind it. I love the idea of a tactical creator because of simplicity for everybody else out there, right? You don't have to, you don't have to do notches and sliders and some formula attempt to create a role, that kind of, that kind of stuff. So I said, okay, this, this is great. Then after that, you know, the, the game's direction in 13 and 14, I didn't like it. And then there was this issue. I, I was thinking as I should do more for the community, ambiguity in their manual or what, or the lack of, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of ambiguity in the game, right? So you, you, you don't get clarity about certain things. Like sometimes you, when do you use this? When do you use that? Why, what is it? Why, this, why does this role play like this role? What's the difference? So there was loads of ambiguity in those days. So, um, I kind of felt like I wanted to step away from this because I, I didn't enjoy the direction. Plus, yeah, I left. Then in 2016, I decided to come back. And the first thing, person I sent an email to is somebody in SI. I say, I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And his response back to me was, welcome back. I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like the... I love the guys at SI a lot. I mean, I, I enjoy talking to Miles. I enjoy with a lot. I mean, we do talk sometimes, but yeah, they're a great bunch of guys. They've been working very, very hard over the last couple of years. And we've all grown up together, all of us. From the days when Miles was a beta tester and I was a, I was a basically a man walking the dog. You know, they kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, so how has that relationship developed over time? Like, do you still have that relationship now with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a pretty close relationship with them because um, there's this team. There, as I normally, I'm a moderator on the forum, so it makes it easier for me. Plus, of course, there are other stuff that I'm not allowed to discuss on podcasts, but that, that is, is all covered by an NDA agreement between me and SI, so I can't really go into it too much, deta too much detail about that. But over the years, yes, um, I ask them questions, they answer, you know, that kind of thing. And then um, when there are certain facets or features of the game um, that they want feedback on, yeah, so they, they approach me sometimes. Yeah, but that's like, 
I mean, there are quite a few other people who are involved that way, and I'm not the only one. Yeah, I'm not uh, some. I'm just one of the many that gets guinea pigged half the time. See, some of the stuff you see, all right. Yeah, I have to. Basically, the train wreck. I have to ride the train wreck before you ride the train that's brand new. So I have to be in the wreck. Yeah, I I I actually go to the hospital, get bandaged up. You know, be beaten up first. Then you know, you guys get to ride the nice, beautiful train. No, no that kind of thing. Yeah, which is mad, right? So bear in mind that you've been living in Singapore. So the fact is that you've been working so closely with them remotely. Once again, it's another way that you've been ahead of your time a little bit. No, I mean, I wouldn't say that I have a working relationship with SI right now. No, no, no. I, I'm not employed or paid for. I mean, SI doesn't pay me jack sh nothing. It's, the funny thing is that my wife keeps asking me this. Why have you been doing all this stuff with SI and you don't get paid a single dime? I'm like, I love the game. I If SI wanted me to do anything for them, I'd say yes. 100%. There's no, there's no stopping me from helping them out because I love the game so much. And uh, yeah... The, there's no remote work involved. I mean, I, I don't sit down in an office. You know, there's no link between me and SI in that capacity. I'm just like, a, well, I'm just a volunteer, right? Yeah. And if I see a bug, I go straight to the forums. And there's the cool thing about me is that I kind of know if I have a bug and I think it's a real game-breaking bug for me, then I'll, I'll send it to SI and I go like, game-breaking bug. And I pro they probably recognize the name and they go like, oh, okay. Then they, they, they jump on it quite fast, yeah. But that's where the respect in the community, the fact that you've been involved for so long, that's where that credit that you've established for so long comes into it, isn't it? Nah, I think it's more the fact that they just don't want a grumpy old man coming after them who's 55 years old. <laughs> that's about now. it. It's got, Come on, uh, be, be kind to yourself. Be kind to yeah, yourself. You've obviously uh, built I, up those relationships and established those relationships. Yeah, I mean, for every good relationship you might have, of course, there are some others that may not like what you've done, right? So... I, I'm okay. I mean, like, I think that there are others out there that SI respect a lot more. Yeah. So, I mean, there are pl probably plenty of other people out there, you know, if they say that something's wrong with the game and SI is going to listen to them, like, you know, Benji and the rest of the guys. Yeah, 100%. I'm, they, they also probably have a lot of people in SI who respect them too. Yeah. So I'm not the only one. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. But you are one of them, which I think is quite, quite an achievement. In relation to the content world, how has it changed over the last seven years since you've been involved? Because you were probably one of the early ones. Oh, boy, it's changed in a big way, boy. It has really changed in a big way. Okay, when I first started, the we were like small little islands all over the place, right? So nobody, very few people interacted or even did um, like in collaborations. Um, and then you'd have uh, even SI back in the day, one of the biggest issues I had with SI in 2016, 17, right up to 18 was, I felt that SI wasn't engaging the community nearly as much as they should have because um, there was a drop-off in 16, or even, on, even on the forums. So there was a kind of a drop-off with SI's engagement. But I grew up, I mean, literally I grew up with SI. Uh, so with SI, I, I was around when, you know, People like Paul Collier and I could have messages to each other. That, that's the creator of the game. So literally on the forums, you could actually talk to the creator and the creator will answer your questions. Now, that is all stopped. In the last couple of years, there, there, there was, there's been very little of that happening. So, so 
the forums became a bit more quieter because of the engagement. Of course, now they're coming back. But the thing is, there was a period of time where we felt that you know, SI should do more for the community. So at the same time, the community itself was a bit fractured. So I kind of like noticed that in the last three years, more or less, SI have come up, they're more aggressive with their Twitter. They've got the FMFC now. Mm. Um, there's more videos coming out from SI. SI started doing YouTube videos as well. They started doing a Twitch stream. So in from where, from SI's perspective, they've come a long way. And, I, and this the, the community engagement is absolutely fantastic. Then we've got the community as itself, the community which was fractured. Then you've got guys like Benji and Loki. And I love these guys. I mean, my favorite creators, one of my favorite creators is Loki Doki, right? So he's very laid back. He's very chill. But they also started uh, collaborations between themselves. And then more and more, I could sense that people are getting together. And then, of course, yeah. And this is improved. But when I first started, there was, of course, um, issues. Like, for example, I'm Indian, right? <laughs> Singaporean Indian. This, let's just put things in perspective. I'm not like a UK Indian Satpal Singh playing for some Bayern Munich side, okay? So I'm a Singaporean Indian whose, knowledge, whose football is limited to Geelong International, a club you probably haven't heard of. So when I started doing content, people used to go like, what the hell heck do you know about football? So I had a lot of negativity. In fact, I've had racism. I've been attacked. I've been verbally assaulted. I've been threatened uh, in the last couple when I first started out. And then a few years back, it happened again. And uh, it almost made me go into permanent retirement from football manager because I, was, I, I felt that the community was getting toxic at that point. Nobody, if you, could, you couldn't say something about somebody. Okay, basically, people would come in and ask you, what do you think of these guys? content and i'm like why do you want to ask me about his content for then they go like no but we want to know whether he's correct oh, oh that's such a tricky line to walk sometimes i honestly feel that he's wrong so i feel that i have to say something so when i say something people get offended after that then the point is that what i'm trying to say is that in the community sometimes i feel that some people want their point of view and they hold on to their point of view and if anybody counters their point of view, they get very, 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 very angry about that. So I'm like thinking, and it was happening for a while back then. I, it's happened happens a lot less now, but I felt that that was not healthy. And I really wanted to stop content creation at that point. I was like, I don't need this shit. Yeah, <laughs> Excuse yeah. the language, man. No. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm a retired. I'm planning retirement. I don't need this grief, man. I'm here to help people. That's why I told SI as well. I actually asked SI's permission to do content creation. Nobody knows this. I actually went to, because I'm also a moderator on their forums. So being a moderator on their forums is a tricky line for me to walk, right? So I'm a moderator on the training tactics forum and I want to do content at the same time. So I was thinking to myself, hey man, this is a very tricky line to walk. So Because you might have uh, some inside scoop, right? You might be able to offer something that other people haven't seen, etc. Or people might think that, you know, I, I, have, uh, I have authority behind me when I say something, mm. which is even more dangerous, right? Because then I, so I went to SI and say, look, guys, they might ask me stuff about this, this, this. How do you feel? I, maybe I shouldn't do content. And SI can't turn around and say, no, go do. I mean, I got a green light from the top and they said, go do whatever you want to do. I'm like, huh? <laughs> they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa,
I was like, what is going on here? I mean, I wanted them to say no. <laughs> it would have solved everything. But then I, the thing is, I love doing content. I mean, I love helping people out. I mean, the only reason why I'm doing this content right now is because people ask me questions and I answer them. And I, when I first started, it was more like playthroughs, man. Like, you know, watch me play the game. Yeah, they, 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 I'm good at this game, man. Shit. Yeah, look at me, man. I'm on a 25 match unbeaten run. Yeah, cool. I mean, people don't want to know about that sometimes, right? They want to know how you do it. Like, what, what is it about that tactic that's so good? Or how do you find this player? So those are the questions I was getting. And that's how I, that's why I do it. So I can answer those questions for people. Yeah. That's and things are better. That's how I feel content's developed, to be fair. Like, from my short time in it, I think... And I think other people will admit this, that Let's Plays are kind of like... Dead. I, mean, I think dead is an exaggeration, but I do feel like they're, they're, they're like... Dying. Not, yeah, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine, but I do feel like, like the content is going more towards the tactic-based stuff, the, you know, why does this work against this? Which position is the best? More in-depth game, game analysis over the actual let's play part of it? Is that what you've seen? No, I think it's different because there are different different strokes of different people, I guess. Because, okay, let's just look at the different content creators out there, right? Okay, you've got, of course, Zeeland. Zeeland is like super popular right now, right? But he's got different kinds of videos. He's got sometimes videos that are tactical. Sometimes he finds something new and he puts it out and these are short, snappy, and they're not very long and they're well edited. Very good content coming from Zealand. And he appeals to a group, uh, you know, a certain group of people that want to watch that. And then you've got Work the Space. His videos are also popular. His are playthroughs, entertaining. He's got nice backstories. He has costumes as well that he goes meticulously, puts on if he has to. Some of them are strange, but, you know, that's him. He's weird. He seems to enjoy this. Okay, good for him. Then you've got Loki Doki. His content as well when he streams, which is which can be also popular because he talks from the he Loki Doki talks from the heart, right? He's always talking from the heart. He's very uh, honest about how he feels, and you know he's out there. Then you've got Lelujo. You see, there are different kinds of content right now, and they appeal to different kinds of groups. And there's different kinds of content right now, and it appeals to different kinds of people. So I think that um, there's room for. All kinds of content. But the thing is this, right? Just don't... Because now I think the expectation is higher. People want to see... People just don't want to see you just go... Intro, outro, record the whole stream and dump it. No, that's what they want to see. They don't want to see that. They want to see some effort. That's the challenging bit. They want to see you edit out portions that do nothing for the show. Right? If it's a, Even if it's a playthrough, they just want you to, you know get to the portions which actually matter. Uh, so I think I think that's the thing about content. Whatever kind of content you do, just put in some effort. Because I noticed as well that when I first started, my playthroughs were just top entailed. Right? All I do was slam an intro, slam an outro, record the whole thing and dump it. Now I edit, like I use a Resolve to edit all my videos. And I found that as you start editing your videos and you put start, you start scripting them. If you edit the videos, you think about the what you want to say. Or your first minute is really important. Um, 
And if you and if you get to the point of a video within like about 15 minutes, if it's a guy, even if it's a playthrough, 30 minutes, there's always somebody out there who wants to watch them. As long as you actually made an effort in doing it right. Yeah. So you spoke earlier on about some of the negative criticism you received, some of the racism, etc. How did you deal with that? And is that still something that happens as often as it happened back then? No, I just it happened a few months back. I uh, it happened a couple of months back again. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's my. It's like sometimes I get messages on. Um, yeah, I get messages that are sent right unsolicited. I get messages that are unsolicited. I had one guy pop into a stream once and said, um, "He knows where I live." Can you believe that? So oh yeah, so it was, and then it. it there were threats as well, so, um, so that happened a while back, and was one of the reasons why I stopped Twitch. I did leave. I don't know if people know this. I was on Twitch for a while, then I left Twitch. Right? Very few people know why, but there was one of the reasons. One of the reasons was because of that, and the other reason was also because of um, the fact that um, I want. I thought you know help people out because they're playlists on YouTube they're easier to access but racism is still can be an issue right I think it's I don't think it's as bad an issue as it was um many years back but the, the point is this right when you are a content creator and people start um sometimes I don't know why people would do this I mean I'm trying to rationalize the reason why somebody would be racist and I cannot rationalize it I I just I just am not that kind of person so when I want to try and understand somebody I'm like going, where the hell, dude? <laughs> I don't know. Because I bring up my kids and, you know, they go to a school where I encourage them to try out different things, right? It's a festival of the ghosts. I want them to dress as a ghost. That kind of, that, that, that kind of thing. So I have fun. But now it's, I just, to deal with it, I basically don't, um, don't try to react to it like I don't get angry I try my best not to get angry I can't get even with these people because they're, they're not in front of me so that's the reason why see the thing is I can't do anything about it I can't do anything to that person right because they, they love to hide behind the keyboard so because they're hiding behind the keyboard there's jack that I can do so all I can do is go like alright bigger, be the bigger person let it like water off a duck's back it's and mad, right? Then, yeah, yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, it's mad because that's your only way you can handle it. What are you, what are you going to do? You're going to bring it home to your wife and your kids? Of course not. So, and this is where I worry sometimes because I kind of know how to compartmentalize issues that go on with me. So I just put it in a compartment and throw it into the, throw it into the sea. That's the kind of person that I am now. But for others, the younger creators, it can get depressing. It can get in so disturbing that they want to stop content creation. And my advice to them is very simple. You got to let it be like water off a duck's back. You got to learn how to compartmentalize because whatever happens on the stream ends on the stream. You walk away and you let it go. Because if you're going to react to every single thing that happens on stream, right, and if it's, if it's a bad thing, then your content creation journey is going to be premature. It's sad, isn't it? Because it's another layer that minority content creators have to go through. But 
it is something we have to go through. It's a fact that unfortunately we live in a society where we have to go through it. So we just have to find ways of to be able to deal with it and cope with it so our passion doesn't get ruined. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love what Benji did with the FM Streamer Showdown. Because when he did the FM Streamer Showdown, it had a kind of, for me, it had a cathartic effect on the community at large. Overnight, he had created this beast. He took some of the biggest content creators, put them under one. Uh, I think it was started. It started with Foxy. I think Foxy and the boys decided, hey, you know, Lee Fox, right? They all got together and said, we want to do something together. So they went, and because of that event, right now, I have we have other. I mean, there were always these playoff competitions going off, uh, smaller ones, but people weren't really taking part or talking about it. But there have been a few things that have happened. First, you've got the FM streamer showdown. Then. Then after that, you have all the other playoffs. And it's because of these events that I formed my connections with other people. Like with uh, Tony Jameson. I met him through one of these events as well. I mean, look at Maza and Moza. I mean, I, I know a Maza and I know a Moza. I mean, I put them together and it'll become a song. Okay. <laughs> I met them through the FM playoffs, Viking. I mean, what's uh, then we've got Viking Dan. We've got so many guys out there, right? Some of them I hardly know. I wish I get to know them, but there's there are others like Stinger as well. You know, Stinger and I are fairly close. Um, so many guys out there in the community right now that you know I can I can do content with Tony. I can do content with Stinger if I wanted to. It's easier because what Benji show FM streamer showdown did, and I don't know if he here. I mean, I don't know if the community appreciates it enough. Okay. Sometimes people have negative things to say about Ben. Okay, for Ben may be the kind of person that's very demanding. Okay, he may be one of those um, perfectionists. I I don't know. I don't really know him. I don't really speak to him a lot. So I'm just making assumptions here. But what you see, the persona sometimes when you see on streams or the persona, you see that's not the real person. You got to get to know the real person outside of the stream, because what he's done has been to. He has single-handedly done what I was hoping somebody, as I would have done, for example, to bring the whole community together. It's not SI's job to do that, but when Ben created the FM Streamer Showdown, it actually helped to bring the community together. We have no now we have inclusivity a lot more. Okay, I see um, Holly Percival taking part in the FM Streamer Showdown. Um, we see FM Girl um, on the FM Playoffs. I mean, yeah. And we had this bunch of idiots going, no, women's football shouldn't be on football manager. I mean, I get the argument, right? Okay, fine. Uh, SI should fix the bugs in the game before they add a new feature. I've always said that myself. Being, I, I don't want to see a new role if you can't fix the old role. I mean, that that's a valid argument. But you can't also tell people, hey, we, ca we can't have women in the game. We can't have a women's version of football. I'm like, why not? I mean... Yeah, women, female linesmen, why can't they be female football managers? Why can't they be female football teams? Allow for more inclusivity in the game. So it's the two separate features, right? Look, as in, they can fix the... I mean, SI can actually fix the bugs and add a new feature. It's, it's, exactly. It's just, and, and there's nothing stopping them doing yeah. that, really. Yeah, because you see, SI already have come on and said, hey, guys, you know what? We've got a brand new team for the women's version of the game. I'm going, yeah, brand new team. All right, they got the the bugs team is still the same team. It's not like they told the bugs team, "Hey guys, you stop working on the bugs, you stop fixing the bugs because now you're going to be on the women's team." Right? They're not doing that. I mean, why would people be so 
reactive. I mean, sometimes people might say, because for me personally, I think this is the problem with social media at the moment, right? The problem with social media is this. When somebody says something, they type it, sometimes the message when it goes out, they can't edit it, it goes out the first time. And, in, and then when they read the message back, they go, like, oh shit, because this could be interpreted in a different way. This is the problem with social media at the moment. So whenever you see a message on social media, you shouldn't jump. You should step back. <laughs> like, you know, and give the person that bit of uh, rope to hang himself with. Okay, don't hang him immediately. If he continues to say it, then you hang him. Because you gotta let the person, you know, have, say his peace, that kind of thing. I mean, this is a problem right now. We, the, the society we live in has absolutely zero patience. Yeah. No, I agree. And you mentioned Ben. And Ben is one of the most demanding people I know, but he's also one of the most understanding people I know because I know him quite well. And I'm quite fortunate, to be fair, that I can have those conversations with him. Um, he wants everything to be the best, but that's why the streamer Shardan is where it is. Um, I know he gets a lot of criticism, but... It's for, unwarranted. Which is unwarranted because he yeah. has... People say, what are you doing for the community? I personally feel like he's brought the community more together than it ever was before. And he continues to always be available to everybody, even to a detriment to himself at times where he's not feeling the best, but he puts that, he isn't feeling the best, sorry. He puts that to his side to help other people. So I do think we are fortunate to have somebody like Ben in the community. Um, and I do feel like we don't appreciate him enough. And by the way, I'm only saying that. No, no, I'm not only saying that because he watches this. I'm not only saying because he watches this. Like I, said, I know no. the guy, and, and he's, he's 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 a top lad. And I wouldn't say that if if I don't have to say that. Okay, I know you don't have to say that because the thing is this, right? You don't have to say anything. That I, I'm the kind of person I will say what I feel, and mm. sometimes it will cost me a few friends. Mm. That's that's me. Yeah, I don't say anything that I don't feel. The thing is, when it comes to Ben, Ben has. Sometimes does rub, rub people the wrong way. He does. I mean, every, everyone rubs people the wrong way. I have yet to meet a person that rubs somebody the right way all the time. Okay? Unless in the toilet. Okay? But the thing here is this. With, when it comes to Ben, Ben's contribution to the community has been immense. It has been, if people can't see past the occasional, like, you know, he might have a Twitter, okay, he might have a Twitter meltdown. Some, some person might go, the wrong way, saying the, the wrong thing on the stream. Look, think about every good thing he's done. And I don't think that, you know, you should... You, I, I, I myself don't even get where that, that that those complaints are coming from. Because look, the streamer showdown has to be a, a package, right? It's about entertainment. It's not about, hey, equal liberties for all. Hey, I'm sorry, man. That's, it's a company. They make decisions based on the direction they want to go in. So if the direction they want to go in means they have to look a certain way, you have to be of a certain standard to get in, that's their decision to make. And it's, it's something that they have put together and they're proud of the product and they want to just carry, go, carry it on. And because of the quality in that product, more and more people are watching. The offshoot of that is more and more people want to be like them. And that can only be good for the whole community. Why would you want to... If you want to get better at something, you always play with somebody who's better than you. Mm. You always try to improve, right? You don't, you don't ever lower your standards for anyone. 
you don't care. I, I, you know, if there was a 1.1 million um, YouTube content creator who's got 1.1 million followers, and but you know he he has got the wrong um, moral compass. And if Ben decides, hey, I don't want you on my show, does that mean that you know he's he's being a, you know he's being bad about it? Of course not. It's because Ben has a plan for his show. So let Ben do what Ben does. He does it well. Leave him be. I, I'm just getting sick and tired of. Um, I, I've been hearing it quite a lot lately, you know, last couple of months, which is which is annoying. And on top of that, he's what he's got. He's got one kid, uh, one child, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know how difficult it is to do content creation while you're looking for uh, looking after a toddler. I mean, a baby in that regard. I think it's only about one or two years old. Yeah. It's not easy. It is not easy. No, definitely. And um, yeah, I think. Moving on from that, you did mention other tournaments that have then sprung out. So you're heavily involved in the FM playoffs. You're in there regularly. How has it been then being involved with other streamers, creating this magic together, being involved in the tournaments? You even set your own, don't you? Weekly, you have weekly competitions on, on your channel as well. How has it been yeah. getting involved in all of that? Okay, first up, um, my the FM playoffs, man, if first up... I do it out of love, okay? I was invited to the FM playoffs a long time ago, right? It was a fantastic experience and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the company, I enjoyed the banter. I enjoyed the guys. They are a phenomenal bunch of uh, blokes. The only issue I have is the fact that it happens at sometimes 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning. I usually don't have the stamina to go past the first three games. Usually after the third game, that's the best time to hit me because I'll fall asleep. Hang on, I'm just writing this down because obviously I'm competing against you. So play fourth. Uh, I'll have a word with Marza, see if we can make that happen. <laughs> so if you're if you're the fourth guy to play against me, chances are you're gonna win because I won't be able to keep awake. I'm like, because I remember there was one match, right? And this guy was talking and talking and talking, and I was like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because once I got to him, it was uh, he was just talking, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, nothing he said when. I didn't reg it didn't register nothing. The monitor in front of me was playing by itself. Okay, the monitor was watching me, not me watching the monitor. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I love, but I love the FM playoffs. It's a lot of fun. I've got my own competition as well. It's the BTN um, draft, right? We got something called a Champions League. It's basically, it's for the it's for the non streamer, right? Yeah. Uh, and of course, the other content creators as well take part. So we've got some big guys who take part in this, like Stick, SNG, Maza. Uh, Stinger sometimes takes part as well. So we've got quite a bunch of uh, good players who take part and it's very competitive. And uh, we do it on twice a week and it's meant for people who want to just do PvP because personally, I enjoy PvP more. I just hope that uh, we can sort out the connection issues that sometimes plague some of the users. That's all. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think it's improved in this FM compared to last FM, but it's not perfect, is it? The connection issues. Nah, it's not. It's still not. I mean, I, I, I can talk about last night's one. We had we had one competition last a uh, few days ago, like two nights ago. I just did one, and some some people couldn't connect to the to oh. the uh, server with me. I mean, everybody else. I mean, about out out of sixteen, we had like fourteen connecting, and two couldn't connect, or three couldn't connect, and uh, one of them was coming out from Ukraine as well. Mm. So, uh, I turned to. Cameron McIntyre, I don't know if you know him, he's the camp yeah. behind the camp. So I, I went to camp and said, Cam, can you host this? Please, please, please host it. So Cam went and hosted it. And this is the thing I love about the community, right? Okay, right now, 
on my stream, I actually did this. We were having problems. I turned to Cam, who's also the, watching the stream. Cam, can you host this and start the stream and take over? And he immediately took over my competition. Mm. Without hesitation, without saying, I can't do this. You know, I, I've got I've got to go. I've got to make coffee. I've got to play with my dog, my cat, my duck. No, all that, no. He just went, yes, let me do it now. So this is the fact. This is where we are right now in the community. And I can tell you one thing. It's never been a better time than to be part of the FM community. That's great to hear from somebody of your stature who has been involved for so long. And we talk about the community. How does it feel to have inspired other content creators? You know, you use the example of Stinger. Stinger came onto the scouting center. Whoa. Like a lot of people, dude, it was um, trying to find a bit of time in um, lockdown. But at the time, I was on Twitter, but it was just full of people from back home. It was not FM people, if you like. Yeah. Now it's completely flipped. It's just full of FM. So what I was doing, I was just documenting my saves on Twitter. But bear in mind, the people on Twitter, they didn't give they didn't give a hoot about what I was doing. So I needed a better way to get into FM and more regularly. And that's how we find YouTube. We go to YouTube and we find Daljit busting it. And I'm watching Daljit and I'm just constantly constantly watching Dalgis busting out his videos and I'm like I like a bit of that so I stepped up my FM content stepped, stepped up playing FM way more thanks to big Buster Net to be honest mate so we've got Buster Net Dalgit to blame you've got Buster Net Dalgit <laughs> to predominantly blame he did mention watching you and that inspired him to start to take up content creation how does it feel to know you you've got had that impact on the community I mean, I've had RDF come to me, I've had Stinger come to me, and they both said the same thing. I mean, okay, when I started content creation, right, I don't know if you guys watched the first, uh, somebody has ever watched the first video of me. My When I went into this, I told people, my goal, okay, is to, to create a new generation of tacticians. When I started my whole channel and everything on my Discord, I said, I want to create a whole, I want to help create a whole new generation of uh, tacticians who understand the game so that um, they know the game inside out. And then when they are able to know the game inside out, they can challenge SI because we can have guys going out there creating great new tactics that can break the engine. And then when they break the engine, SI is forced to take it back into the workshop and fix it again because that's what happened in FM12, right? So we broke the engine and SI had to go, shit, they busted the game. We have to make a new game now. All right, let's make it harder for people. Let's put in the tactical creator. So yeah, I am very happy because I think that um, I, I'm humbled by the fact that these guys talk about me in such a positive way. Um, I'm happy with the effect. Um, I'm just glad to see that these guys are all becoming great content creators in their own right. So I'm very proud of all these guys, man, right now. Stinger, especially Stinger, RDF. There's so many guys out there that I'm proud of. And I look at their content, it's fantastic. I mean, like, okay, another guy, good example is Zeeland, right? Zeeland came out and then he he started out small and then he exploded. I mean, there's so many good examples out there for other people to follow apart from me, yeah. Now, it's amazing, though. I think it's pretty cool, though, that you've had that impact on other people. And the fact is, though, you get involved in these tournaments. You're so involved in the community. And obviously, but that's, I think there's another layer to that because you're doing it from the other side of the world. The timings, how does that impact you and your day-to-day? -day? Uh, my wife my basically tells me, when I go to bed, you get up. And then when you get up, I go to bed kind of thing. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I am retired, so that's the first thing, right? So I would I only do content creation full time. Uh, I'm you know I've retired, so essentially I have something to fall back on. But so it's easier for me. And th- when I got divorced the first time, I didn't have any time with my kids. So I was working ESPN back then, so um, zero time. And then um, I got divorced. I never saw my kids grow up uh, until they're five, six. I was always out, out of the country on an assignment. And then um, now I've retired. I go into content creation. I can spend all the time with the kids when they're growing up. So when COVID happened, I was like, oh my God, I've got the boys to myself all day long. So content creation happens when they're sleeping. Mm. And then when I'm asleep, yeah, then uh, the the wife has the kids and all uh, my grandparents are here to support them. So I've got a very good support structure around me. But in terms of the hours it takes, it's it's long. Yeah, it's tough. Because I'm doing what now? I'm doing like, I've got a YouTube live stream. I've got a Twitch live stream. I've got, um, and a YouTube content as well, like uh, recorded content. So yeah, it, it is, but I try and manage my time, but still, you know, it's easier when you're retired, trust me. Okay, <laughs> try doing this, if you're working a nine to five job, it's not gonna work, man. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll figure that out in about 30 years. So. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, how old are you? I'm 38. Oh man, you're a baby. I mean, I don't see myself as that, but yeah, I guess in the grand scheme of things, I am. Yeah, mentally, baby. I am. Mentally, I've never grown up past about twenty-three. I don't think. I think that's where that's where my my brain development starts. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you're older. Then you're older than me because I'm still sixteen. Oh well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm immature. I I play pranks on people. I still play pranks on my wife. Yeah. That's that's what life should be. Life should be fun. All this stuff. The older you get, the more mature you gotta get. I don't. I don't believe in Box. that. No, exactly Box. that. <laughs> the older the you hell? get, the more fun you need to have. Because as you said in the scouting centre word association game, the future is the coffin. So we need <laughs> to make as much fun as possible while we're here. <laughs> exactly. That is that is very very true, man. <laughs> well. Yeah. As part of your plans now involve a new show that popped up all of a sudden. I spoke to Tony Jameson the three days before, I think, and he didn't give me word of it, but he, it's Football Manager Focus. I see, uh, from, to be honest, from the first inclination of the game, the first incarnation of the game, I saw I saw a video game, which was great, and then I saw a simulation, and now I'm seeing another evolution and i think we're only at the start of the next phase of the game's development really i think we've got to the point now where there feels like there's a lot going on and even me now is like you know i'm a little bit younger than yourself Dalgit, but i'm still in my 40s and like and even i'm sort of going like oh there's a lot oh there's a lot to take in now <laughs> part of me goes, wants to go back to the old days of just turn up and click but which i believe yeah. you're doing with tony jameson tell me how that came about and tell me what your plans are for that well, okay, basically, um, I, it started, I, I spoke to a couple of guys, right? I pulled them onto my, uh, onto my, we created a group on Discord. So there's a couple of us on Discord. So I was like, I told them and said, guys, listen, 
why don't we do a show? And um, I will do all the I'll do all the legwork. Basically, I'll do the technology side of it. All you got to do is bring your camera and your game. That's it. Okay. So you, all you do is sit there and talk with the game, right? So whatever game you have on, and then uh, I'll do all the backend work. So that's how it started with a conversation. So I created a whole template, like a rundown of what we want to do on the show, the idea behind the show. So it's evolving because first it started as a talk show between me and Tony. Naturally, that's the first episode where, you know, you see two talking heads talking about what they want to do with the show. Or lots of little editing mistakes in the show, but never mind. That's kind of why I'm recording it live. Um, the direction of the show will probably be to incorporate more people. So I want to have, I want to basically, sh if you notice, the show has a um, perspective. That, so when Tony is talking about his safe, he can show his safe. When I'm talking about my safe, I can show my safe. So you can, you don't have to go in and go like, hey, can you send me your safe or send me some images, that kind of stuff. So it's, it, I've set it up in such a way that we can do everything live as we fly. And it makes things a bit more easier. And there's plans um, to talk about stuff like football uh, in general, like England, Wales, England, Wales, Ireland, hey, England, Wales, Iran, and the US of A in Group A of the World yeah. Cup. So that I'm looking forward to that group, man, because I think England are gonna have a few issues. So Especially we talk about all this stuff. Minute, yeah. yeah, I think I think England is still. I think. In, for me, Southgate is behaving like a guy that doesn't want other people to figure out his tactics before the big event. So he's trying to throw the whole world off. I hope that's the case with him, man. Because that's how he's playing. Nobody understands his tactical selection, uh, his tactical choices and his team selections at the moment. I don't. I don't know if anybody out there does, but you know. That's I think him. I've been hoping that for about four years. But um but <laughs> but in relation to that then, like I think one of my favorite things was seeing RDF tweet saying he wants to be involved and you yeah, reply to that saying you're in the discord <laughs> yeah exactly rdf is terrible at responding to messages i mean he's in the discord we put the message with a whole rundown timetable we're doing it live on this day and he goes i want to be on the show i want to be on the show i'm like dude respond to the freaking message man <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's funny. I, I love RDF. I, yeah, he's funny. He's, he's hilarious. I, li I like him a lot. We're, we've we've done some, you know, draft modes as well between ourselves. Me, him, Stinger. We play, you know, we test out tactics behind the scenes. You know, nobody knows about it. And the conversations we have, we are yeah. laughing and laughing. You know, all of us are just cracking up. I mean, I could get cramped up, you No, know? I could die of a heart attack from laughter with this <laughs> bunch of people. Really? Uh, this, this, there's more death in this podcast than there's ever been before. But um, you also hey. you mentioned about streaming on Twitch and YouTube. So can you tell yeah. me why you do both? Okay, es okay. Essentially, I like Twitch because of the engagement. You get more engagement on Twitch than you get on YouTube. YouTube engagement is limited to you trying to kill off uh, those um, bots, those sex bots that appear in your chat. But... Uh, the reason why I do it on Twitch is because of the engagement. But the thing here is this. A lot of the people who watch me on Twitch also wanted me to do a playlist. Like, you know, we want to see continuation of your shows. Mm. So the th so what happened was, because sometimes I do like, I'm doing this tactic and I'm doing another tactic and I'm doing another tactic. Right? So the people want to see like, okay, you've done a 4132 stream. Now you're doing a 4312 stream and a 442 stream. They want to like, okay, how do I find it? So... 
I started editing these down and putting them on YouTube. Man, the amount of work mm. is huge, especially if I, you know, I, I can't afford an editor, so so I had to edit it myself. So in the end, I decided, okay, fine, let's separate the two. We'll put draft mode and everything I want to have fun with on Twitch. So, and then all the serious content goes on YouTube. So I've divided myself up so that on Twitch, I can be having a blast. Mm. And on YouTube, it's serious stuff for everybody who wants to find the content as a playlist. So that's that's me. That's why I've done it. Not because you make more money on YouTube, you make more money on Twitch. Hey, trust me, if Twitch could pay for a coffee, I'd be happy. If YouTube <laughs> could pay for like a new uh, graphic card, I'd be happy. Eh? If people think that you're making the, like gazillion dollars on Twitch, I'm making a gazillion dollars on YouTube. Man, you're really smoking dope, man. There's no way that's happening. Yeah. You barely... Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Some people think you're making a lot of money. I'm like... They go like... The first thing I heard was, you is a millionaire. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm a millionaire? What kind of nonsense? What, can you, wait, you, what are you smoking, man? Please you know, offer it to me. I want to smoke the same shit too. Because <laughs> I want to be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a millionaire, man. Someone, how do you know I'm a millionaire? Where did the millions come from? Please give me the money now. I'm like, what? They think like, what? Just because your video has got like a, what? 100,000 views, you're automatically a bloody millionaire. What? I, I mean, it's mad because people don't know that 100,000 views could be anywhere between... 10 uh, cents so, and yeah, 30 uh, cents. Uh, on a YouTube video, it could be anywhere between 20 quid, for instance, to 100 quid. But it, it won't be life-changing, um, wh no. whatever you say. Yeah, but what you just mentioned is lifetime earnings. That's yeah. different. Yeah, that's different. You see, there's a, what people don't understand in YouTube is something called lifetime earnings and monthly earnings. You see, you collect your monthly earnings, no? but over the lifetime, you're going to wait, you're going to wait, what, six months before you get a hundred bucks, is it? Mm. See, that's the problem because YouTube, like some of the best videos, you, you can do a video for like, you know, about, uh, it gets about 50,000 views, right? Okay. You might get about 12 bucks for that view. 15, $15 USD that month itself for that video that hit those number of views that month. So trust me, okay, it ain't, uh, yeah, people need to understand if you want to do content creation and if you're thinking that you're going to make gazillions on YouTube, on Twitch, making football manager content, just, you know, doing playthroughs and guys, you think you're going to make a lot of money, man. Seriously, guy, dude, I better have a backup plan in place because it's not that easy, right? You're going to have to grow at an exponential rate, the same way Zealand did. That way, yes, I agree. But if you can't do what Zealand is doing, you're clocking in like 100, 200 subscribers a month, forget it. Go find a, go, treat like a hobby and have a backup plan. Because you're going to have to commit so many resources to be it becoming a very profitable enterprise. You're going to have to get your own editors. You're going to get the proper designers. You're going to have to get a team around you, right, that does your social media enriched uh, engagement. You're going to have to have um, you know, stuff like um, a way for you to publicize your content on multiple um, multiple media. I mean, like, you know, doing a forums and this. You, you gotta have to because Zidane has a team with him, which is one of the reasons why he's growing so well. I mean, I I would assume he has a team with him. I mean, I don't think he's. He doing talks it about it in the scouting center because he's my guest. That's gonna be uh, released. So this is released on Monday. So Zealand was released on Thursday and he has got Team Zealand. He has got a team yeah. around him, to be fair. Because he's yeah. great at hosting. He's great with the ideas. He's great at, at getting 
at communicating the message, right? But then he admits mm -hmm. himself, he's not the best at thumbnails. He's not the best at editing. He can't animate. So he's got a team around him that help him do that. And the results speak for themselves uh, with Team Zealand. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Zealand has done well because he, I mean, he's he got the team around him and he's gone to do that. And so when people look, and go like, I want to be like that, or I want to be like this. And I'm going like, you, you want to go into content creation, it's a full-time job, it's a full-time thing. You can't just treat it like a business. Okay, If you want to treat it like a business, you got to think about your assets. You got to think about, you got to ask yourself a question. Have you got the financial capacity to upgrade your equipment for the next three years, maybe five, you know, have you got enough money to upgrade it for the next uh, five years sitting at home? Because you may, you never know, right? The computer you're doing your content on could break down. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Your 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 microphone could stop working. Your your camera, the lights. You know, these are things that you're gonna have to. You have to have enough financial capital to want to start, and then you have to think. So you know, for all those guys out there who think that content creation is making a gazillion dollars, why do you think Benji started the football manage, uh football? What was it the streamer showdown, and treats it like a company? Because there is a chance for them to generate revenue from there. And then that builds more opportunities for Ben along the way. But you've got to think big. You can't think small. You can't think, hey, I'm going to make tactics and hope people enjoy my tactics videos and then make money. No, you've got to think bigger than that. If you can't think bigger than that, then no, content creation isn't for you. See, for me, I think that having something different, but also looking at the standard that's already there, I think in Football Manager, the standard has now been set by people like Zealand, by like the top four, so to speak, and, and Loki as well. Uh, the people who do the network game and Loki, Loki as well. I think with Omega Luke, with True, with, you know, it's always developing, it's always going forward. And I feel like exactly. that's the standard now. And I feel like if you want to make a breakthrough to be one of those top, top, top people, you've seen Clates. I think Clates is a perfect example of that. Clates during the Football Manager 22 launch period video after video after video releasing stuff current stuff and i think he gained something on the lines of ten thousand subscribers in a very short amount of time but his standard was good he was researching the videos he was putting them all together the story was being told he was on it so if there was any kind of current news that was happening he releases videos in relation to that current news i agree and i think that's the standard that's the amount of work you have mm -hmm. to put in to even come close to making a dent in that top tier of football manager content creation. And I think anything less than that, do it as a hobby. Do, do not yeah. expect to be growing and say, well, why I like Zealand? Why I like Ben? Why I like Clates? Why I like Omega Luke? No, those thoughts shouldn't be in your head. You should be thinking about just honing your craft and what you can do to get to that standard. Yeah, exactly. You got to learn. Okay, if you, this is the thing, right? If you can't edit, Go and get an editor. I mean, I can edit to some extent because I've got some background in it, but I'm not that good of an editor. But but it, the thing is this, you, if you want to do content creation, there's several things you got to ask yourself. One, can I invest in the gear? Because that's going to be important, right? Okay, you can't just do a slipshot thing, right? You got to have to have a decent rig, right? You're going to have to think about a camera because... And you got to think about your microphone because the microphone is like easily the most important thing in the whole setup. Your mic is so important, right? So, so you got to have to ask yourself, first, can I afford the rig? Then you got to ask yourself, can I afford the time? 
because there's a commitment. You can't just put out one video doing the same thing over and over again, hoping that it's successful. It's not going to be successful that way. You're going to have to do different things. And more importantly, are you happy doing content that may not inspire you, but inspire others? <laughs> That's the third thing. Not a lot of people can cross the third bridge. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I really do. And I think that's some great advice for future content creators. Daji, I want to ask you personally, what are your future plans as we wrap this up? What are your future plans in relation to content creation? Well, legacy plans, basically. I mean, I want to leave a legacy behind. So currently, um, I worked with a couple of guys like Stickpea. I asked a couple of guys in the community because um, to help me create a tool for the community to use, which is essentially a way for them to review their own tactics. So we created a total tactics tester, which essentially is just a way for you to test your tactics. There's a Discord link for that as well, if you Google it. So essentially what you can do is just you can drop your tactic in to see how it does. Because a lot of people used to come up to me and go like, hey, you know, how do you make these kind of tactics? How do you do this? How do you do that? Is this tactic any good? Is that tactic any good? I went like, okay, I had enough of answering those questions. I'll teach you how I used to make super tactics. So back in the day when I used to make super tactics, it was a case of running simulations, multiple simulations, like 20 simulations. And then after that, taking the same tactic and running it in a simulation with weaker teams. Then taking all of that information and putting it into a consolidated thing. So it used to take me something like 15 weeks to get that done. I've cut that down to like one day. Wow. Well, so we've cut it down to one day so that people can go there and just use that total tactics test. So it's a simple thing. It's not even a, it's not another new program. It's actually a save file. You'll put the save file into your game for magic and run it like any other game. And just give your tactic to four instances of the same magic in four different leagues because one's a benchmark and three are testing leagues. So you will find out how your tactic does in an average league and you will find out how your tactic does against all the underdogs so you are now the biggest side amongst all the underdogs. So if your tactics any good, it should beat all of them, right? Then you've got your ta your tactic is given to a team that is uh, teams that are your team is in a league where everybody is of your standard. That's not too bad. Okay. No. Then you're in another league where every other team is bigger than you. You're an underdog. So you go in there and go like shit, man. Every other team here is gonna whip my ass. Okay. That's another league. Then we've got another league where it's a mix of a normal league. You put your tactic in there, you run the simulation, it's done in, in, in my rig, one simulation takes 15 minutes. And you will find out where your tactics are any good. So that is my legacy because I wanted to create, I basically wanted to take my entire, the way I create tactics like, and test tactics out and I wanted to give it back to the community so that I, now if I'm not around anymore and people want to make tactics really quickly, then it's a tool. And then from this point, so I want to thank like people like Stick Piano, SNG, quite a few people were involved in this, testing it out because the, I, I had the idea. So I had my own team with me as well. So now, so they, they came on board and this, they were willing to, to, to be my guinea pigs. <laughs> and in certain cases, my editors as well. So they edited the game files. So, and they tested. Now it's being used by a few thousand people already. It's gone out there and it just we just launched it like a few months ago. Yeah, one or two months ago. And and a lot of people are finding it it helps. And I'm so glad because that's the that was the plan moving forward with FM Focus. I want to turn it into a chat show. I wanna I wanna collaborate more with the community and uh do that kind of stuff. And then as far as uh, st other stuff goes, you know, we'll see, we'll take it as it comes, man. But as far as my own content. It's going to be the same old, same old. I mean, with different little twists here and there. But um, I'm going to try and get better. 
Yeah, I'm going to raise the bar, my own bar as well. Yeah, I, I want to keep See, raising it. Mm. I love that because even though you have this standing in the community, a lot of people look up to you and you're a little bit older in relation to that. You're still wanting to improve. You're still wanting to get better. And I think this is a lesson to everybody who's watching. With your content creation, it's never too late to improve. Constantly look for improvement, whether it's editing, whether it's video ideas, whether it's quality there's always ways to improve. Yeah, and just enjoy yourself. Yeah, that as well. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Can I thank you so much for being on the Scouting Centre? You're somebody who I've worked on for a long time. I'm glad we finally made it happen and you will definitely be coming on again at a future date. Oh, if you man. Accept, if you accept my invite, obviously. <laughs> as long as there's chapati, dal, curry, promise of all that stuff, you won't keep me away from you. I'll fly to your house. I'll come to your home. I'll go, hey, get this here, baby. <laughs> what? What's happened? <laughs> no, thank you so much, though, Dodger. I really appreciate it. And viewers, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with BusterNet, one of the longest content creators and one of the most re respected in the community. So viewers, please make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, let me know in the comments what your favorite part of this interview was and who you want as future guests. And I'll see you on the next one. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.